Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. I'm Brian Espinoza. Welcome to the deep dive of one of the most controversial game shows in the history of television. Tonight, we're going to bring you part one of a special two-part episode here on Life is Like a Game Show, a W2Fnet podcast. Now let's get started and go into the deep dive of 21. Good. Damn, that was smooth. <laughs> Round of applause. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening, and welcome as the W2M Network presents Life is Like a Game Show, a feature presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. I am your de facto hostish with the mostish. I am the voice of reason. Allegedly, my name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me, as per usual, the other members of the panel here on Life is Like a Game Show. The DSDO, he is the anchorman on the kickoff here. He is the executive producer. He is Eric Watkins. No, trust me, there is no alleged whatsoever in this particular show. You are the voice of reason. The historian, JTN himself, Jonathan Nielsen. Another trip to the Wayback Machine, and we're going back, 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 into the 50s. Back, 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 back is what Freddie Freeman did in the top of the first against the Dodgers tonight. Uh, anyways. It's back, 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 back. It's, it's out of here. I feel like this would have been the perfect opportunity for a Vince Scully reference, but never mind. And the other voice you just heard echoing slightly is the new man here to the W2M Network for Life is Like a Game Show, as well as the host of Leagues to the Max, or whatever. He's Brian Espinoza. Hello from your friendly continuity announcer. You're listening to the National Broadcasting Corporation. Oh, wait a minute. No, you're listening to W2M Net. Sorry. Although, ironically enough, we are sponsored by Geritol this week. I don't know how that happened. That's because you have to realize... From now on, time and time again, especially for this time of year, you happen to suffer from something we call tired blood. Oh, I just get... You were saying... Infringement. Classic W2M move. Well played, sir. It is a W2M network exclusive, after all. This gimmick infringement will not be seen tonight. So that we may bring you this gimmick infringement, a W2M Net feature presentation. Anyways, uh, with that, I believe we are officially on the air. <clears throat> that was yep. very... Hey, hit, hit the lovely Mari Povic theme one more time. That was very subtle, Jonathan. 
when have you known him? Him to, when have you known him to be fully subtle? <laughs> that okay. man doesn't have a single subtle bone in his body. I've known him for years. All right, so the general idea here, as you guys can see, as we cover the remake here for 21 that came back to NBC in the early 2000s, hosted by the aforementioned Maury Povich, we will be covering the Jack Berry version of 21 as well. We will discuss the rules for both versions of the show, as well as the changes that the new version of 21 included. For those of you listening to hear about the controversy that this game show was embroiled in, we'll get to it. Just not this week. More on that later. Dun, dun, dun. 21. A game show controversy will not be heard this week. Please stay or, tuned next week for our special presentation. Or seen this week if you're watching us on Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter. But and eventually mention, YouTube. But we will mention a certain failed pilot from 1982. Which... Ironically enough, uh, don't forget to uh, mention that we'll make sure we put the link to that inside of the show description as well, Mr. Watkins. Thank you, Wink Muttendale. All right, so let's talk about the original Jack Berry version from the 1950s. And with that, we go to our historian. We go to JTN, Jonathan Nelson. All right. I'm going to go back into the Wayback Machine with really wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Hey, game shows were rigged back then. More on that later. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Totally disenfranchised. <laughs> public. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Rigged game, game shows. Somebody call Congress. There's a law against that. Not back then there wasn't. In fact, this is the show really that blew everything out of the water. So you had, oh, look in there. What are those in the background? Are those isolation booths? What right, kind of sorcery booths? was this? Yeah, and also the contestants cannot view outside because the way the lights are constructed and the headphones with the music to deafen, supposedly. It's just glare. Yeah, just glare off the glass. So, you put, you you put, put six, seven hundred and fifty watt stage lights pointed at glass. You're not going to be able to see shit out of them either. Okay. Not to mention those uh, pats of the forehead for sweat. Some of those were legit. That's about so, the only thing legit on this show. <laughs> well, it started that way. It actually started a true legit competition. And then sponsors were like, this show is crap. These people are dumb. Don't make this happen again. Because, you know, sponsor money and whatnot. Back in the days, you didn't have commercials on TV. You had one sponsor for an entire show. Geritol was literally bankrolling this whole thing. And I, 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 I mean, they look like an idiot. I mean, there's multiple reasons. Multiple reasons for, you know, wanting to rig the show. But, you know... As as uh, as our as our day uh, daytime game show hosting conglomerate, yes, that's how we'll that's how we'll term it. We'll put it. They they did run into what we call DCS. Dumb contestant syndrome. Um, related note: This was not only the not the only game show that Geritol sponsored. As oh, are you kidding? No, they were all in anything and everything. 
television wise in the 50s. You couldn't turn on anything that was on TV and not see Geritol. No wonder you felt so tired at lunchtime all the damn time. I mean, I was tired because of mud, but but that was just me. I wasn't even born yet. I'm the old man of the team. So you'd go to, you'd have a bank of questions, one through 11 points in difficulty order. Sometimes multiple parts and so on and so forth. It would start with the challenger and then returning champion. Returning champion put their winnings on the line when they decided to continue to another game. Well, I'm out on how the scoring goes in a bit. So, no, we're not going to play a live game like when we did Double Dare. I don't have a question bank deep enough written in advance. Besides, I've already played one off-air live game, and I did quite well this week. So I I'm just going to end it at that. Okay. Okay, okay gentlemen. gentlemen. For, for one, one point, because it's, it's an easy, easy question. What sponsor of, of this game show was fined by the Federal Trade Commission for deceptive practices? Oh, I know. It's right on the screen. That feels like a gimme. It is a gimme. Well, I mean, I that's to, why I it was to, the one-point question. I had to work the Geritol in thing in there somewhere, but uh, yeah, not too long after the whole 21 scandal, Geritol came under some serious government ire as well. Uh, but we can dovetail into that as part of next week's show as well. So are you saying the makers of Geritol may have ended up needing Geritol? Um, I don't I think it would have done, done a whole heap of good because Geritol really was a gigantic placebo of crap. Well, Eric, he earned it. Give it to him. That was worthy. It was. Yeah, this duo. So, yeah. Back in these days, you, you'd wagers go for a certain number of points. You get the question right, you gain those points. You get it wrong, you lose those points, but never go below zero. After two rounds, each round used the same category of questions, one through 11 points. Challenger would go, then champ would go. They would do two rounds. And then both booths would be turned on the air. Do either of you two wish to stop the game? If so, and there was no previous tie that this is a redo of, you'd find the difference of the scores. Whoever wins, $500 a point, gets subtracted from the champ and awarded to the new winner. If the game ended in a tie. They play again, fresh game, add $500 per point to the pot, and it keeps going. This infamous duo, Charles Van Doren, Herbert Stemple, tied on 2000. That was game four. I just watched the clip. And they did go to game five. I forget how deep they went. More on that next week. But this was the suspense element of the show. 
Not to mention, and I will throw this in, when you mention suspense element, Jack Barry, whenever he announced at the end of that second round, he told both contestants, I will give you some time to think about it. Closed both booze, let everybody know, this is the situation. If either of them stop, they let you know who win, how much, etc. Open back up the boots for the big question. I watched an episode on YouTube. Uh, me and Eric were talking about this. I actually never watched the original version of the show. And we were talking about this. So he sent me a link to a playlist. And I watched one of the episodes. Uh, Bloom Gardner was the champion on the one that I watched. Hank Bloom Garden, yes. And, one of their big uh, winners. Uh, it was actually the episode where he lost. And it, it happened where he lost on a game stoppage at a score of 17 to 11. That actually six times however much. That's how much money got transferred. And it was the same situation with the Van Doren after the match versus Temple. But again, more on that next week. That's pretty much how it went. Returning champ, we do it again. And and the new champ gets asked, do they want to try again or do they just want to walk with what they got? If they did, okay. Two fresh contestants and just winnings from there. Now, if there was a situation where they would not have time to fully complete a game at the end of the show because they did not carry over, you would hear an alarm. And then as Jack would tell the audience, okay, we have time for one more round. They would play out that round. Highest score was the winner, regardless of whether they reached 21 or not. Oh, it was not a we'll pick this up next week kind of thing. Mm -mm. They always wanted to have this show to end on. Would the contestant like to come back next week? I, I sense, yeah, there's there's a request for a sense of finality to each episode. Especially since, you know, weekly syndication and whatnot. Yeah, this was back in the... No, 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 no. No, oh, this no, was no, a no, uh, no, weekly no, 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 no. NBC show. NBC, I forget. Uh, the, oh, yeah, this was back oh, in the gold... Oh. This was back in the golden heyday of game shows where most networks had multiple game shows on on a, any given week on depending on what night of the week you were looking at. I mean, we talk we kind of tease it here. We talk about the fact that this is a show that brought down the genre and we'll go full on in well, you guys will go full on into that next week here and we'll we'll give you guys more information about that a little bit later on in this broadcast. Stay tuned. That being said, um so I told you about the Bloom Garden episode, the Bloom Garden episode that I watched there, and it talked about uh, to tell the truth as well. And the the announcer for to tell the truth said the the show announcer for twenty one when the mentioning to tell the truth said, make sure to check your uh, on a different station. Make sure to check your local listings because to tell the truth aired on a different channel than twenty one did. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not mistaken, to tell the truth was a CBS exclusive, was it not? I want to say so. For the, longest, for the longest time it was, but it I did mean, a little bit of bouncing around in its well, later versions. Well, then, yeah, the current version, the new version with Anthony Anderson as the host is on ABC. That's been on CBS all the way up through 1990, where it did a one-season stint on NBC and then ABC was the one that revived it in 2016. With Anthony Anderson as the host. Mm -hmm. I'm sure to tell the truth. Thank you. Thank you. 
credible but non-academic usable. Yeah, sir, why didn't you uh, why didn't you use that quote earlier, JTN? That's like one of your go-tos, sir. You had to leave that open for Brian to infringe, huh? Yeah. Gimmick, gimmick infringement will be seen on tonight's episode of but Life is Like a Game Show. But technically, is it infringement if it's wide open and available? Mm, this is also, true. You see, now we're starting to become a trope of ourselves <laughs> and referring to that credible source of TV tropes. The pilot for this show was taped for CBS, not NBC where it aired. Dun, 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 dramatic reverb. Also, you have to. I'm gonna slightly. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm the one that's gonna do it here, which is weird because I really fully expect that guy, that guy <laughs> over there, John, to be doing this. But yes, there were a significant amount of game shows in the 50s, but realistically speaking, the only ones that anybody talked about was the $64,000 question. Tic Tac Doe and Twenty One, two of which are Twenty One and Tic Tac Doe being buried in right. Yeah, those guys were the kings before um, the guy called Mark Goodson came along. Speaking of Tic Tac Doe, that's actually kind of relevant as well, as it's just recently been announced that there is a reboot in the makings at I think NBC for Tic Tac Doe. Tic Tac is back, baby. Check back to our reaction video for when we discuss that news. Yeah, uh, that would be a fun news desk. Heads, heads up to uh, JTN, by the way. Uh, if you're going to infringe, please infringe properly. Mr. Watkins, are you ready? Ready. Dun, dun, dun! Dramatic reverb. Fair. All right. Carry on with um, your description of the show. Some. Yeah, the only difference there was a big... Um, Word sponsor on the stage instead of the Jarrell logo for the pilot. May or March of 1956. Original show running until 1958. Back when game shows and such were filmed and taped and recorded and broadcast from New York and not California. Also, shame on you, sir. What? Goodson Todman produced to tell the truth in 56. Yeah, but they weren't a big name back then. They became really big in the 60s after Barry Enright took the nosedive. I'm not arguing this. Not this week, anyways. Yeah, we'll save the arguments for next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I got a funny feeling that I may end up having to show up just to play referee next week. We keep telling you we need you, and you keep getting this thought in your head. I mean, around here. you say <laughs> allegedly. You That allegedly only applies to the kickoff, and you know exactly why. Here you are a legitimate voice of reason. I'm also a voice of uh, I'm also the voice of the non-scholar when it comes to this too. I'm more of the casual game show fan amongst the four of us as well. So, like to me, my homework for this, my homework for next week's episode is I'm actually going to watch Quiz Show, and we'll talk about that during next week's episode. Don't get in the tone of voice. Hey, 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 hey. 
Aren't there some guys on this network that do movies? Yes. Four people's enough. I'm putting my foot down on. <laughs> Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Well, I think, I think so, so Brain. Brain. But who'd want to be his brother? <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> so, um, would you like to pitch a request to the other show? Well, if it's doable, I can check their schedule. See how we could fit in? I can uh, put the word out at the end of tonight's show. Oh, boy. Just what I need, another three hours with Mark Rattledge. <laughs> Again, don't blame me. You know who to blame. Oh, no. Me and Mark actually get along well. I'm supposed to be joining them to do a review of Crown Jewel here coming up shortly. So, Speaking of a movie, it's called Quiz Show. It came out in 1994, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Until yeah. next week. Yeah, there'll be a full-on deep dive into the controversy that I have previously mentioned. And we'll talk more about this here because I actually do have a thing Oops. set aside in the format there. Go back to Maury because we're actually up to him. Um, uh, no, but, we're not. But, 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 but first, Jim Lang did a failed pilot in 1992. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Wink Martindale pilot. The Wink Martindale YouTube channel airing the Barry and Enright pilot. Um, so uh, this was a scripted. This was a scripted pilot. <laughs> Ironic enough, they infringed their own gimmick. But at least they actually told people this time. <laughs> uh, so, if you if you are interested in seeing the pilot episode that did not end up getting taken to series, we will include a we will include a link in the show description to that as well. So the way this pilot went, which I was actually watching right before we hopped on air here. Questions were instead of 1 to 11 points, they were 1 to 9. This episode, they started $1,000 per point, and the returning champ came in with 20000 supposedly. They play a maximum of five rounds. Can you see that? Yes, we can still see you. They played four rounds, and both players reached 21. Uh, Nine-point questions are two-parters. So they continue another game at 2,000 per point. Continuing champ raise their money just like in the 50s. And they added a bonus game. You had a computer shuffling the numbers 1 through 11 and a remote to stop the shuffling. Before you stopped it, you had to tell whether you were taking the next number that came up to add to your score, trying to reach 21 without going over. More on that for a previous game show. <laughs> Here on the show. Or whether you're going to give it to the computer. So computer had to stop at 17 like a dealer would. And there was a prize package up for grabs, much like classic shows of the 80s. So basically it was like a catch 21. One of these days we'll get to high rollers. Go ahead, Eric. You earned it. I just don't have it this week, I guess. I I feel like we may be a little bit heavy-handed on the monkey this week, Mr. Watkins. How many weeks have we been doing this show and I still even haven't gotten one of those? You should Boy, try you being you should try being funny. 
Well, you're the grumpy one sitting there and all this and that. So then the year 2000 comes along. Play the theme song. Other show on another network is making a lot of money. I will come over there and slap you. Like ABC with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. NBC says, NBC says, we want in on this. Maury Povich, you are the game show host. Okay, even I am admitting we're being heavy on the monkey. I got my one. That's all I need. Heavy-handed on the monkey is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, look. Yeah, sometimes you got to be heavy-handed on the monkey. Sometimes you got to crazy. <laughs> and family part, show. It's also interesting how over forty years people can age. There's herbs, there's a uh, Martin Van uh, Charles Van Dorn. And there's a lateness. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you almost just say Martin Van Buren as in the former president? <laughs> the New Yorker. New no, I'm not going to. I'm not. I am not letting that one no, slide no, without. It wasn't Martin Van Dorn. It was a Mark Van Dorn who was actually one of his relatives, one of Charles's relatives who was mentioned in one of the articles I was reading, which I might have on the other side of my screen here. I read the wrong screen. My bad. But yeah, that Maury Povich. I want you to know, I want you to know, I came this close, this close to doing a spit take of Coca-Cola coffee all over my four monitors here. This close with that. So, um, Mr. Broadhurst, you were actually a watcher of this show back in the day, if I remember our pre-air discussions correctly. Uh, yeah, six, uh, 15, 16-year-old Harry actually did watch the uh, the game show craze of the early 2000s. So, yeah. They changed things up a little bit to bring it into the modern age. You still have the isolation booths. You still have the every two rounds asking for stopping. Instead of a differential of score it was just a winner got a big fat stack of cash i can tell you both of those scales i have them memorized oh i don't have to go to the uh, thing that academics shouldn't use as a credible source for the first scale that they used your first win netted you a hundred thousand dollars we ain't talking no cheap change here folks then two hundred thousand then 300,000, and then 400,000. So if you had four successive wins, you were a millionaire. And from there, the cycle reset. So it reset after that. Okay, I thought it so kept progressing. Nope, it reset. Basically what he's saying, JTN, is if you got four games, they lived up to your shirt. <laughs> oh! Ah, but so if somebody batted the cycle... Well, who was it last night that almost did for the Braves? Ah, Eddie Rosario. More on that when we talk about Grand Slam. <laughs> so now, that was the first cycle, and we'll get to the bonus round later. They decided, you know what? We're going to go ahead and step things up a little bit. They took things down for the first game. It was only $25,000. Oh, I have something to add here. 
in the transition from the January to February prize structure. Oh, I was actually going to get to that because... So what happened have... to that guy who uh, was in the midst of the transition? Well, I'll tell you. That first game was $25,000. And then the second one was 50000 The third one was 100000 Now, since the particular contestant had already won a $100,000 game, they allowed him to bump all the way up to the fourth level, which was $250,000. Finally, with the rest of that cycle. So his money just went, whoop, now you're on the new scale. Exactly. And then $500,000, $750,000. And the main idea, if you got to your seventh game, one game for $1 million. <clears throat> One million dollars. So instead of winning one million over a four-game cycle, the idea was you could win two point six million and change over a seven-game cycle. And someone came very close to that. I was actually about to ask a question there. Uh, hypothetically speaking. Was it ever revealed that if somebody won the million dollars, if they would stay and play, or would that be the end of their run right then and there? I mean, obviously, the show only lasted like like two seasons, I think. A similar situation. If they opted to keep going, it was a seven-game reset. So they keep going. But all prize money won up to that point was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And since you asked, January 9th, 2000 to May 28, 2000. The remake was a one-season wonder. More on those next week when it's full time. <laughs> um, but we mentioned CBS earlier. I have something to share with you guys. I have a top ten list. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. David Letterman is rolling over in his grave, and he's not even dead yet. But the number eight. Can we can we just veto this entire set? I guess I'm the secret X. Anyway, Martin veto the segment. Number eight all time. David Legler. Yes, this is the non-academic source. We're going to need you to zoom in a little bit. That work for you? If you'll move the... uh, There we go. $1 million. That does work. $165,000. And there he is on the right. David Legler. He's the one person of note from the new version of the show. That checks out. And again, now keep in mind, this was the era when game show winnings records were falling all over the place, which, if you know game shows from the 2000s, it was a big deal. So when Legler got the record. All-time record at the time. Yes, all-time record at the time. When it would win, the game was over, and he had won. Maury in perfect Maury fashion 
turned to him in his booth, square in the eye, and said, you're the new king. Uh, going back to your list real quick here, uh, JTN, uh, the mm -hmm. current all-time record, Jennings? 5223414 dollars among five oh sorry and twenty nine cents among five game shows. Ken Jennings. Can't can't forget the twenty nine cents. Mm -mm. That's a split of a mob on one versus a hundred, actually. <laughs> it is. Now yep. Jeff even... fifth grader Grand Slam Millionaire and one versus a hundred. And even now. with all of that, remember how we said there was a bonus round in the failed 82 pilot? Before we get to the fail, the um, Mori Povich bonus, I must say there were some changes in the question formats. Oh, yes. We did go to multiple very, choice. Very um, most in the middle range were up to three choices. As you started getting like seven, eight, nine points, you got to four. When you got to ten, a none of the above choice E came into play. And if you're going for eleven, it's two out of five correct. Stealing from another of my favorite game shows at the time. Well, actually, the other show would steal from this because if you're going for eleven points, you did feel the need for greed. I miss greed. That would be a so great show to bring back. No monkey? Uh, I could deal without the monkey. And, uh... Too, <laughs> real quick, Eric. Too heavy-handed on the goddamn monkey, Jonathan. All right, go ahead, Eric. I was going to say, if we're talking about shows stealing from other shows, you could say there were lifelines on 21... Second chance. More on that when we do pressure luck later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since they gave me the three strikes earlier, what would happen on the Povich verse if you got a question wrong? Would you lose points? No, you'd get a strike. If you use your second chance and the second chance got it wrong, gentlemen up top, if you'll give it to me at the same time, you would get two strikes at once. Talk about double jeopardy. Harry. Oh, heavy on the plate monkey. Thank, thank you, Brian. <laughs> right, right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You criticized me for not doing it earlier. And now you get all me down. There's no pleasing you guys. We all moved around. And Harry's muted. Harry is muted. What happened was is there was double jeopardy and I had to disappear again. <laughs> oh, right. That's super jeopardy, damn it. Wait a minute. More, um... I'm confused. <laughs> super greed? Uh, right. we, are, anyway. we, are, we are all moved around right now, which is weird. I don't know how that happened, yeah. but okay. Whatever. Well, you're the one who went all dark and Anyways, so you want to talk about you want to talk about records. Okay, we're gonna go we're gonna go back the way back machine for a second. The first major winnings record, sixty four thousand dollar question. Yeah, title prize was won September of fifty five. Joyce Brothers, yes, that Joyce Brothers, December third of the same year matched it. 
the producers were trying to give her questions they thought she couldn't get. She won it anyway. They were she trying to actually rigged the show against her, and it didn't work. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it the one that I'm thinking of? The, the, the therapist lady? Yes, Dr. Joyce Brothers. TV personality, advice comics, and writer. Yes, this was her claim to fame. Her subject for that was boxing. She intentionally took it because it's like, all right, this is a male-dominated, male-dominated, male-known sport. I'm going to go for it and fuck them all over. Narrow field. They couldn't pull many questions. She crammed, did it. And then Ethel Park Richardson, $100,000 on the big surprise, just a week after Joyce Brothers, December 10th of 55. And then Charles Van Dorn came around, 129000 total on his run. Uh, Leonard Ross would come in February of 57, $164,000 question. $164,000, question. Then another player was getting up in the quarter million-ish. And that's pretty much where it stood. There was a 264000 attempt, which if you threw that into the inflation calculator, you're talking $2.3 million today. But then again... Those records wiped because those were not legitimate. You think somebody would have won them on Dotto or something? <laughs> Check your notes on that one. Anyway, bonus round on Maury. So with this one, this was another set of questions. One through seven. The idea, if you got all seven, you hit 21. Now, if I remember properly, you mm. were able to stop after a certain point. And if you missed, you were done. And you won zero on the bonus round. Each question was true or false. Points one through seven, 10,000 a point. So first question is worth 10,000, second one's worth an additional 20,000 all the way up, perfect 21, 210,000 of bonus cash. And the way that they presented the cash when you were done with your run, baller in of itself. If you went ahead and you only won a few hundred grand, you were handed a black, almost like a burlap sack. Stacks of it just dropped right in front of you. But as you saw earlier, if you won too much for the sack, they just wheeled it right out in front of you. I often joke, good luck with something like that, making it to the parking lot. Yeah, don't withdraw it all, $1 bills or nothing. Just saying. More on that in a future episode. Trip club trip ever. No, that is actually a very obscure reference to a show that will probably take the record as the longest show we will do in the series of this podcast. 
Oh no, that's going to be at minimum a three-parter, maybe four. Be prepared. Yeah. Um, if you did win anything, consolation prize was a thousand bucks. Mori count out ten hundreds. Pass them to you. You're gone. Now there were also consolation prizes on the original, a twenty-one inch uh, television, and then in the later one, five hundred dollars. So everybody went home some sort of winner. Yeah, I. So going, getting into the discussion of the uh, the remake of the show, because we're going to save the discussion about the original version for when we go into the deep dive and everything that in, that entailed out of it. Um, honestly, I thought this one worked for television, and I think that uh, maybe a more open way of going about it than the the kind of. Uh, the kind of rough lighting that the original had, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it was much more visually presentable to a modern audience. Well, they kind of had the cue about... from the lighting in Millionaire, how what, they what? had it focusing. Hey, I was going to say, first of all, Millionaire changed the game as far as game show set design went. And second of all, we are talking about 2000 as opposed to 1956. Going to yeah. be a little bit of changes. But just to... So, uh, yeah, the, there for the video, folks, there's a presentation of the money. Uh, shout out to Michael Taylor in the Game Show Temple for uh, that video still. It's a nice little silver tray of cash there. All I'm saying is with something like that, you make a good night of a strip club trip and maybe reenacting a scene from a decent proposal. But then again, that's just me. Hey, guys. Make it rain. Anyway. Hey, 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 guys. What? I hate to break it to you. That money's fake. Oh. Okay, so I do the same thing like Usher did. <laughs> Just with Usher Bucks, whatever. He could pull it off. I could. Yeah, In IRS reality, still needs their cut. <laughs> the contestants left with nothing, and they got a check in the mail about three months later. After the IRS takes their cut, state of California takes their cut because they film in California. Well, this is just horrendously disappointing to find out. I mean, I'm surprised all three of you missed it. Because there was a gigantic ass slide about it at the very end of the first episode. See, Brian, this is what happens when you just sit and you let us dream. We don't think about that kind of stuff when we fantasize about things. And if anybody knows about not thinking about things and fantasies, it's me right here, okay? Yeah. Look, Thank this is you, why Mr. you guys keep me around to notice the small <laughs> shit that you guys just don't want to pay attention to. I saw that, Broadhurst. Don't maybe I didn't. Maybe we're just a bunch of dreamers here on Life is Like a Game Show. Uh -huh. Hey, I just want people to show me the money. Nope. No Too monkey heavy. for you. Too heavy on the monkey is banned. The monkey the, is now banned. The monkey is officially retired for this episode. He is off to eat his bananas in peace. I think that's everything about 21. 
now. Did you mention the live orchestra? You oh. didn't mention the live orchestra. I wasn't about to steal your thunder up there, sir. You steal my thunder. You stole the rest of the goddamn show. <laughs> I mean, more or less. This was a very Nielsen heavy. It's they, an old show. They've all happened. been very Nielsen heavy lately, to be honest with you. But I hey, thought we he, he, he gets rolling, and it is very difficult to interrupt him. Okay, see, I actually think that uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple had a nice mixture of all of us, except for when you were in your grumpy ass mood. I uh, 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 podcast things happen. Parrots, man, parrots. Yeah, they weren't even on last week, so. Oh, yeah. nothing to say about that, huh? What 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 about not on last week? Something about a live orchestra? <laughs> oh, now he changes the subject. Jeez. I don't. I, I'm legitimately confused what you're talking about. Were there no? no were there no, no purple, purple parrots? And which one did they bring back in the purple parrot's place? Them cheating ass silver snakes. Those rat bastard bitches. It's unanimous. Okay, we were talking about that. Like, okay, my rating goes up by three points. So fast that I lost track. Sorry. I missed the episode, so. Let me unmute my... Let's try... I haven't even seen episode two of Legends. Yeah, apparently... Well, in fairness, I think it's every Sunday, so it would make sense that there would be a second episode this past Sunday. Again, Sunday night football, though, so... You got to consider the... You got to continue to consider the quality of opposition that it's up against Sunday night football, baseball playoffs, NBA seasons. Well, NBA season hadn't quite started yet, but about to. And then the uh, NHL, NHL season having started just recently as well. Yeah, and yes. still in the middle of like the first 14 days straight of Worlds. More so, on yes, that next. Or whatever. But yes, yeah. folks, if you actually are taking the time on Facebook, on Twitch, and on Twitter to watch us live, especially on a sports equinox, you're the real MVP. Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah, no, there's really not much to talk about. Save for the live orchestra. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Because with the live horn, there's not much to talk about. There was a sleeping live orchestra. They made the show theme so, and all the music that went with it sound badass. Uh, I'm if, sorry. If you, if you hadn't seen them actually like put the live orchestra on air, you would have thought the music was just composed by some, you know, one of the usual composers, and that was the end of it. Like really there was no just, difference. You really just use the word bleep on yourself twice tonight. I'm trying to keep it so we don't have to throw the explicit tag on this. Harry, how many times do I have to throw the explicit tag on the kickoff or anything every week? It's like my default now. That's the kickoff. That's not my lags. Let's try this again with my microphone not muted. Every single episode. Again, that's the kickoff. This is my lags. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, the craziness ago, some time ago on leagues to the max or whatever. At least you said, "Hey, you gotta use the explicit button." 
Yes, because, because that was a crazy ass group, and there was a 1.56% chance of what happening happened, and we already went into that. Let's uh let's just make make truthful clarity to everybody here, and you might as well get the tag ready, Eric. Sometimes you just have to say fuck. Exactly. As the meme goes around, fuck them kids. <laughs> Anyways, I gotta say, Harry. No, 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 no. If we're gonna fuck anything, if we're gonna fuck anything here, it's gonna be your couch. Fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. Uh, great. Just for that, I just saw the rest of the employees of the W2M network walking out. Well, I mean, in that case, we can just say, with all of the winnings from the stuff on 21, buy another one, you rich motherfucker! <laughs> and there's your explicit tag, folks. You're welcome. What were you about to say, Jonathan? I was going to say, for one, for a show that came out of I can always... I, I... <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't even get it over the monitors. Tonight's tonight's episode of Life is Like a Game Show featuring live action assault. Well, I'm going to say I can always. Fuck yeah, that's my final answer. Anyway, uh, before I get up to the third time, uh, Harry, for a show that came out. Can I talk for two (laughs) seconds? Apparently, neither of them can talk. All right, go ahead and open Brian's mic for a second. Oh, Jesus. What was that, Brian? Oh, Lord. I I, I can always count on viewer to finish a good gimmick infringement. That's why I'm here. And again, he couldn't make that first throw over the monitors because John forgot his Geritol today. I keep warning you about tired blood, folks. Available on Amazon. Would this be anything like Tiger's Blood? Never, never. Different thing. All this. Uh, that's right. Wait, what? <laughs> all right, Jonathan. What were you about to say? The current it thing. The current it thing is something to do with squids. Eric has a game on Netflix. Good for him. Am I going to try a sixth time and not get interrupted? I'm on the way to seven. If I get seven, I get the million, right? Actually, you get seven, you play for a million if you can get it through. (laughs) All right, I think I'm going to walk at this point on there. But I'm going to say, Harry, for a show that came out of your viewing era as opposed to mine, you found a fucking gem. There's my explicit tag. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say something about wanting to play for a million? All right. Here is your million-dollar question. Which of these U.S. presidents appeared on the television series? <laughs> and is that, Linda Johnson. And that, my friends, is what we call full circle. All right. Um. Ow. <laughs> Let me just just take a moment to tell our audio listeners, because this is a visual (laughs) bit on an audio podcast. Let me just take a moment to tell our audio listeners that you owe it to yourselves to look up this episode on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, 
or or um, Twitter in order in order to get the full visual of what's going on with Brian and Jonathan at this particular moment. Eric is having a cow, man, which is another thing that uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple is one up against Fox's animation domination, including The Simpsons. Oh, I, I believe laughed so hard to be in tears in a good minute. Uh, same here. Oh, God, same here. Uh, All right. That is why life is truly like a game show. Uh, what do we need to do to take us out of here? I'm getting there right now. Okay, so we kind of teased it. The deep dive will happen next week here. What are you, what are you talk- talking about? We're already in a deep dive. You're talking about part two of the deep dive. The deep dive into the scandal will take place next week. The Charles Van Buren. Van Doren. Doren. <laughs> you did it. Too. You did it. Now you did it. Hey, I blame him. We need to just do the outro. I'm well, doing the out. Okay, folks. No, no, next look, week look, here look. on Life is no, Like no, 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 a Game no. Show. No, he meant Charles Van Buren. He was a very prominent star. He spent a lot of time in the NFL, and he was one of the kings of the ANSC. Okay? Pay your respects. <laughs> Can I, Anyways, can I, can no, I throw, no, yes, please throw the bottle this, at him. Thank you. This, this, I'm this, out. I actually, I could, you, John. I could probably, I could probably work that if you throw a bottle at me, I could hit myself with one over here. Anyways, um, the Charles oh, Van Doren, the one more, the Van Doren Stemple episode that led to the <laughs> Great Game Show collapse of the well, 50s. Van Doren Stemple series, yes. That led to the Great Game Show collapse of the 50s. We'll talk about that in depth. We'll talk about the congressional hearings that came out of it. Brian will go into full detail on the congressional acts that came out of that particular controversy. Yes. Hi, 47 United States Code, Section 509, prohibited practices in quiz and television radio shows. Look, if it ain't 18 USC 2257, it's all yours. It's all I'm saying. What they said, because that all just went whoosh over here. But I'm yeah, we be glad it did. <laughs> I'm going to apparently I'm going to apparently play referee while this is happening. I'm not sure how well that's going to go, but we'll see. And they are going to get into the actual movie that came out of the controversy between Van Doren and Stemple as well, which was Quiz Show in a 1994 release. I was surprised it's as old as it was. Apparently, we've Oh, there he is. And <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm on top now. This is the first and time. By, John- by the way, Eric, at least I'm not quoting 18 USC 3056 at you. You can go look that one up. Jonathan's just celebrating the fact that he's on top for once on this particular show. Unlike my ears right now. I mean, sometimes you got to be on top if you want to finish. <laughs> Had to bring him out of retirement. I said that goddamn monkey was overplayed tonight. (laughs) Had to bring him out of retirement for that. I said that goddamn (laughs) monkey was overplayed. Yeah, you're being ex, Derek. Well, hey, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why you have your producer spayed and neutered. <laughs> okay, that's that's a quality throwback. Thank you for that. Anyways, the movie itself from 1994, in addition At to the full I'm controversy, will be a gimmick infringement tonight. 
will be discussed in its entirety in next week's part two of 21. Jonathan will go more into what led to the controversy at hand, including the famous whistleblowing by Stemple himself. And then, obviously, Brian will talk about the congressional hearings. We'll all discuss the movie. I'm going to make it my homework for the week to watch Quiz Show, so that way I can at least chime in on the movie itself. It may or may not be available on YouTube. I'm just saying, if you if it doesn't take a lot of searching, you should go watch it. Rather, Harry is having issues with his internet for like the last week. It's starting to piss off Spectrum. You know how we do our. You know how we do Dick of the. Yeah, Adam Spectrum is an honorary for this week. Yeah, it, it, that right there was a perfect example of why Spectrum is always an honorary dick of the week. These sons of bitches. Hey, they're even out carrying you down here. Anyways, um, so that'll be the that'll be the uh, the initial deep dive into twenty one. We'll go into the controversy in its entirety next week here, but for now, and expect that to be a longer show, folks. Oh, yeah. We got the gameplay and the overall resulting records that were set at the time out of the way here. The fact that this show almost brought down an entire industry kind of appropriate the fact that it's going to get as an aggressive of a deep dive as it's going to get next week. And this was the hat. And it took almost 50 years for NBC to say, let's do it again. Uh, we can debate that next week oh final question for this week because you know Be because you, you 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 can very much argue the fact that barry and enright had tried for years after um the the failed scandal to get back into Fair. the business because not only was he exiled out of television, he also owned a radio station that he was forced to sell because his FCC license was revoked. We'll cover that more in depth next week. What well, as I, I know, could you bring it back today? Yes. Would you revive someone a third time? Yes. I would revive the Povich version today, yes. And that's unanimous with so thumbs up for myself and Harry. Now I think we're done. I hope so, because I've been trying for the last five minutes to get through this outro. <laughs> All right. I think we've been trying for the past 58 minutes to get through this episode. That's You ain't lying. It do be facts, though. Anyways, what I was about to say is tonight was the happier side of 21. Next week, I, like I say so. I don't remember the last time I laughed that hard. <laughs> Next week, we almost kill the entire game show industry. Brian, where can people find you online? Uh, I am on Twitter at the Andesian. I'm also on Discord. Um, find me on Twitter. You can get my Discord that way. JTN, where can people find you online? GTN 2002, Twitch and Twitter, if you're a close personal friend of the GTN, and then the Facebook and other things open up as well. You know, do that whole slide into DMs thing, and uh, you'll be accessing things that are not dark Twitters. Segway! But if you do want to access a dark Twitter, 
first you gotta find me on my normal Twitter at Squid Sports Ed. There's going to be more live tweeting soon, I promise you that. Again, Sports Equinox, a lot of big things coming up. You can also find me on Facebook, Eric Watkins, Guy, Wine, Recliner, you know the whole drill. You can find me on some areas of Discord as well. Feel free to look me up there. But if you are looking for that something special, slide into my DMs on Twitter. Undergo a strict, proper, and thorough vetting process. Dark Twitter, Telegram, Snapchat, Kick. Different areas of Reddit, my dark areas of Discord, if you will. I got a whole package ready and waiting for you. Let's not talk about your package on it. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, hell, I didn't even mention the fact that I got leagued to the max or whatever again tomorrow. Because, you know, we're finally getting the first game of quarterfinals, which is going to be fun. Trust me, Dr. Manhattan will be helping you guide you through that because, uh, yeah, knowing you, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of hopium and copium this next week. Well, next week, yeah. Unfortunately, the match that I really want to see, those bastards at Riot, I mean, uh, the wonderful fine folks at Riot, uh, have decided in their infinite scheduling wisdom that they were going to put Cloud9 Gen.G at the last game of the fucking quarter. All right. So since since Brian got a couple more swear words in there, let me allow me one more myself. Fuck Chris Taylor. Are you seeing this bullshit, Eric? No. Have yourself a game, unfortunately. Four for four, three home runs, six RBI, seven to two Dodgers. Well, damn. Now you know how I felt when Kike was tearing up my raise. I used to like him. Yeah, yeah that's motherfucker. Anyways, so Eddie, we're, so tomorrow we're hoping for a three zero from uh, T one on uh, league <laughs> quarterfinals. <laughs> these guys are over here throwing out numbers and things that I have no idea what the fuck. Baseball, because I don't follow baseball. Sorry. At ATP the Eagle on pretty much all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Snapchat, it exists. I don't actively use it, but it does still exist. Uh, Email, if you need to get a hold of me. Remember, all hate mail, JTN? S.Garmer at gmail.com. And I will let you read the uh, last fun fact of the episode over in the chat. Since we're speaking of numbers, yeah, and the infamous Nielsen ratings. No, not, you know. Uh, the show finished its number 21 for the 57-58 season. I mean, in fairness, there were only like 30 shows at the time. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, HEB uh, the Eagle pretty much everywhere. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, JTN, guess what? That was a little bit too soft for me, but not bad. Not as good as Ken's yesterday, but... I got it just after her. Good enough for me. In well, addition, I mean, obviously, you're going to have harder things to bring when Ken's around. So, our, Once again, our best sent out to Ken's over what we discussed yesterday on the kickoff. 
bring them home safe. For the new guy, Brian Espinoza, JTN, Jonathan Nielsen, the DSDO, your executive producer, Eric Watkins, that guy. Fucking, never mind. Fuck it. Anyway. <laughs> I am the voice of reason. My name is Harry Broadhurst. You can find us in video format real quick on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and eventually YouTube at W2Mnet or at W2M Network on whichever platform. If one doesn't work, try the other on all four. I guarantee you you'll find us. This has been Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network. Talk to you guys next week.